Welcome to a learntolearn.org podcast. We are here to support your learning, taking off the limits that we have accrued to our learning and adding in those ingredients that we've learned from world-class learners that have made them the best so that we can each update our own programming and become the best learners that we can be. We're really glad that you're here to share some time with us. We hope that this brings you exactly what you need today to better engage in your life and your learning. As we've said many times here at Learn to Learn, we believe that learning is inherently almost magical. It's something that certainly we can more and more come to understand, but there is an element of it. When we watch a young child learning a language, learning how to walk, learning how to interact, discovering their world, it does have that magical quality to it. Learning is innate. It is powerful. We are driven to do it. We are driven to understand our lives and our world and ourselves. And we are compelled to find ways to make that engagement in ourselves, in our world, more and more successful. When we think about that, we also then, if we extend that, if that innate capacity to learn were freely engaged in in our whole life, we could imagine what kinds of people we would become, how exciting the world would be, how good we would be at at doing and exploring new things and learning to be more. And as we've said in prior podcasts, and I'm sure we will again, there are forces in ourselves, in our world that impact us in such a way as to restrict that learning, to limit that learning, to inhibit our natural magical capacity. We do here often spend considerable time learning to recognize what those forces are and then develop practical approaches, techniques to address those, to overcome those, and to re-engage that deep capacity to be alive, to learn, to be more once again. We're going to explore this once again today from yet another perspective, another angle. And we would ask you, particularly today, given where we're going to start, to just bear with us a bit, because I think that you will find it very insightful and useful. What we're going to look at today is the power of forgiveness. Now, we've all heard 
you know, forgive yourself for this, forgive that. Oh, we should, as Mother Teresa said, make our homes places where we forgive endlessly. And all that is well and good. But so often when we hear forgiveness, it either comes across as some sort of religious injunction, which is fine, or a nice phrase, but we don't really know what it has to do with, what it means, and why would we ever do it, and how to do it in a way that is successful, uh, transformative. So we want to explore that today in the context of how to become better learners. When we think about forgiveness, the first thing we want to think about is the word itself, forgiveness. Clearly, the root of this word has to do with giving. Now, the antithesis of forgiveness might be judgment. So let's start there and then come back to forgiveness. When we think about judgment, most commonly that has to do with making something wrong, saying something is improper or not good enough, or if we're judging ourselves, we often think of ourselves in a very diminished way. Um, we're less than, not equal to, others are better. Um, uh, we did something wrong according to societal standards or according to what we're imagining our teacher is thinking when we get back that C or that D or whatever. When we judge in this way, and I would say most judgment of real consequence is of ourselves. Yeah, of course we judge other people, and we're often told to forgive others, and I think that's great. But the real heart of this starts with ourself. If we can do this with ourselves, then it comes quite naturally with others. And from some perspectives, who are we to even have the right to judge others? You know, in the sense of do we deeply, fully understand you know, what they're about, what their motivation was, what was it that led to what they did? That's not to say that, you know, people should be able to do anything they want, but just in the simple context of judgment and forgiveness, we want to focus on this business of self-judgment. So if we were to say, oh, I'm a bad student, or I can't do math, science, memorize, spell, whatever it is, or whatever other area of our life that we're applying that to, what we do subtly is we offer up to our mind, to our brain, an image that says, not this. I'm not this. I'm not capable. I can't. And that image, the subconscious, if you will, accepts. It believes what we tell it. If we say, I'm a bad student, and we say that enough times, and we image that enough times, and we feel that enough, and you may notice that in order to say it or feel it, Generally, we first have to image it, at least for those of us that are sighted. 
we can see that, yes, there is this image. And in time, that conditions the subconscious. And it starts to go, oh, this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. This is what my limit is. This is the constraint that I have to live in in my life. The impact of that must be pretty obvious. We all have experienced it. If I say, I'm no good at sports, I suspect that most people have some capacity that can be developed in sports. Or let's say, I tell myself that I'm not artistic. And yes, some people have more of the kind of intrinsic conditioning from some place early in their life that tells them, yes, I yes, I am good at this. I do have some natural talent, something that has been that we could all develop if we put enough work into it. But this this statement that I can't stops that. The subconscious goes, okay, that's no longer available or only in a diminished way. If I look out at other people that are, let's say, financially successful in their life or relationally successful in their life, and I think, oh, they can, but I can't, and the subconscious starts to believe that, that is going to affect my engagement in the world. That's going to affect how I think about those areas, the skills that I develop in those areas, the ways that I interact in the world, and so on. I'm sure it's probably already obvious to you. And if it's not, with a little bit of thought, it will become obvious that, oh yeah, I am responding to what I have judged myself to be. So how does forgiveness fit into this? You know, is it just some kind of religious experience? From our point of view, and certainly it could be, but from our point of view, we're thinking of this in a very practical way. Again, the word says forgiveness. So what are we doing? Well, first we want to, to whatever degree possible, identify what the judgment is. What is it that we have taken on? What self-image, self-concept, what picture have we put into our subconscious that if we just stop for a moment, we can usually pretty readily notice? And what if we say, wait a minute, not that. That's not correct. I mean, in the heat of the moment, that seemed true. Or, you know, by the time I got my you know, third spelling test back and I still hadn't done well, well, I guess I'm just not any good at that. You know, the evidence seem to indicate that, then at the time that seemed real and true. But if we hold that given how amazing human brains are, that with patience 
and persistence and um, the correct understanding, procedures, processes, things that we'll be working with here and that you can find other places that you'll be able to develop that skill or that capacity. So forgiveness says, no, 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 that, that old image, that's not correct. Here's what's correct. Let me give myself the correct image, the correct understanding, the correct sense, the correct feeling. Let me, let me tell myself the, the true story that, yes, I can learn to do this, to be this, to express these ways. So that's the essence of forgiveness. We really don't care one way or another if we say that word, oh, I forgive. It's not about that. It's about correct understanding. Oh, I gave myself the wrong message. Let me correct it. Let me update it. Let me take out that original image, concept, sense, feeling, and put this one in. That's what forgiveness is about. That's why we're talking about forgiveness here today in these ways. Let's think about the image that we're using to update the judgment with. Because some people run into a situation where they go, but but it is true. I, I'm not capable. I am stupid. I am less than or whatever. Some of us right away recognize the error and go, oh yeah, yeah, I'm so much more. But what about the rest of us? So let's think about it from the point of view of maybe a really loving parent or you know, the point of view of some higher power, if that's how you think, or the point of view of a really caring friend, or the ideal teacher, or, you know, someone that would see you in the most generous, loving, caring way. What would they say in regards to this topic that you're addressing? Would they say, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, you're not capable? Or would they go, of course you can, of course you could do anything, of course you're amazing. And not just say that, but they would genuinely see it that way. We want to use their point of view. Or if you have a child or somebody that you dearly love, what would you say to them if this was turned around the other way? Would you see that deeper capacity, that truer potential in them, and affirm that. That's what we want to put in place of the limiting judgment. That's forgiving to ourselves. That's giving ourselves the update that we need. Now, oftentimes, just one time of doing this is enough because we recognize the truth of this. In other cases, this updating, this forgiveness, bears repeating more than once. You'll know, you'll feel the shift. You'll sense, maybe immediately or maybe in the next day or few days to follow, that I, I have a different sense of myself. And it's just natural. It's automatic. That's what we're looking for. 
So I think that it's obvious why we bring this into the arena of learning now that we think about it this way. It sort of clears the slate. It renews our faith in ourself. It brings us back much more to that original curiosity and drive and need and desire to learn without the interference of overlays. It refreshes the page, if you will, and learning becomes much more spontaneous, much more natural, automatic, enjoyable. Often we have many areas that we have judged and that enlivening that re-enlivening happens more completely the more we take this into the various areas that we have already judged and now updated. So take a minute. Think about where can you apply this? Where is this going to be helpful? Where will this make a difference? Again, learning certainly applies to school and classroom and regular education. And it applies to everything else in our life. Learning is everything, as we say here. So as you pick your area and notice the judgment, the point of view that we put into ourselves or that was imposed upon us by others, or wherever we got it, and we bring this forgiveness, this update to it. Notice what happens in yourself. What does this allow for? What does this change for you? Really good. Now, as you do this in area after area, you can imagine what that's going to free up for you. What I would ask you to do next is, with that change with that difference in your sense of self, your capacity, the feeling change, however you identify it. I want you just to take a minute and walk back through your life as though you always had this way of experiencing yourself or experiencing engaging in learning. And this walking back through your life with the change is a powerful way to let that change generalize throughout your life. And every time you walk back through, sometimes I've walked back through 50 times if it was a pretty significant change. And every time we do that, it takes it deeper. It's like deepening that neurological track, if we can say it that way. And it becomes more inherent, more natural, just more uh, everyday part of us. And that can be very helpful, very powerful. So let's talk a little further about this image, this sense of self that we are substituting for the old mistaken identification, the judgment. A lot of times when we think about this, we go, well, if I was saying 
I'm bad, I want to put in I'm good. If I'm saying something's wrong with me, I want to say, well, nothing's wrong with me. And hey, that's a good start. We want to go further. The mind is very dual. It is very much in the world of black and white, good, bad, light, dark, all that stuff. So often we're inclined to just move from one aspect of that polarity to the other. And that works for a time, but there's a tendency for it to slide back. There's a tendency for when we make a further mistake, because often we do. You know, I'm not always going to get the A. I'm not always going to do everything right. There's going to be a tendency for the mind to want to go, whoops, see, I am bad. I'm not enough, all that, and swing back the other way. To get this to work in a more long-term way, we're trying to go to a deeper truth or a higher truth or a greater truth about who we really are, what our essence is, what the very nature of our being is. Most often when we watch babies, to go back to that, we have a sense of their purity. You know, when they mess their diapers or what they throw up or whatever, we don't hopefully go, oh, see, they're bad. Or when they smile at us, we don't go, oh, see, they're goodness, and that's it. We sense something more fundamental in them. We're aiming in that direction, and even beyond that, we're really asking ourselves, beyond getting it right, getting it wrong, beyond the play of the senses, beyond this duality, that deepest sense of who we are, what is that? Or again, somebody that really sees us in a fundamental way. How is that that they see us? Or when we think about, again, somebody that we deeply love beyond, you know, they made us happy or they made us unhappy. We see far beyond that and we deeply, unconditionally love them. How do we view them? That's the view that we want to bring to ourselves, And that deepening sense of what the truth of us is, is always expanding. It is always deepening. There's always a greater sense of ourselves that we are updating this with. So that's an important part of this. You know, it's not just that we go, oh, I forgive myself, which, hey, if that works for us, that's great. I'm always for anything that works for us at the time. We want to go, we want to be aware that there is even more. This is not about some magical words. This is not about some nice, quick, easy, oh, it's all fixed now. 
Although, again, I'm all for that. It is for that deeper, ah, there's got to be a better way to say it, um, that ongoing willingness to sense even more about who we are beyond our expression, beyond our play of right and wrong, beyond our attempts to get it right and our shortcomings around that. That's always the direction that we're looking for to find this higher sense of ourselves that we're using to upgrade judgment with, to, to transform that judgment with. Try this out over this next week, and particularly notice how this changes the quality of your learning in all different areas. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is supporting your capacity to learn and to attain all that you can imagine. We hope you use the perspectives and exercises that we have shared. Feel free to send us questions, ideas, experiences that might benefit our listeners via learntolearn.org, L-E-A-R-N-T-O-L-E-A-R-N.org. Finally, please help others by sharing our link with your friends, family, and other loved ones, since how you learn is how you live. Thank you.